Today, we're going to go super nerd with some Word of Outlaws qualifying numbers, plus Anthony Macri. Could you please pick up a white courtesy telephone? Let's go. It's Monday, August 28th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Back on Friday, a new edition of the slider hit email inboxes. That one had a piece from Spence Smith back in it about whether or not inverts are fair. You can read that piece and sign up to get the slider for free over at dirttracker.com slash the slider. We've now done 13 issues. I think that's pretty good for just starting this thing in late June on a whim. If you'd like to contribute to a future edition, drop me an email at info at dirttracker.com. I do pay for submissions that I use. And you can get your work in front of a growing audience that is approaching 2,100 email subscribers. Uh, plus, those pieces have done several thousand page views over at dirttracker.com as well. I don't know about you, but is anyone else wondering at this moment where Anthony Macri is? We haven't seen the Concrete Kid in basically two weeks since he last ran with the High Limit Series at Husets. He missed the field that night, finished 16th in the B Main, driving the Indy Race Parts 71. Before that, he'd had a solid week at the Knoxville Nationals. He made the Saturday night main event uh, uh, after a fourth on his prelim night, and he was seventh at the front row challenge. And then on top of that, he was the leading point scorer for the full speed weeks there in Iowa and named a Mr. Sprint Car, which bagged him an extra six grand. But with Tyler Courtney back in the Clausen Marshall 7 BC, Macri has effectively been left on the sidelines, and we could potentially not see him until the September 26th high limit race at Lernerville because we know he's going to finish out the season in that 71, but we don't know about any other scheduled races. After his departure from the 39M, Justin Sanders obviously filled the seat of that car for several weeks. He earned top fives and top tens in Outlaw, All-Star, and High Limit competition. Knoxville uh, Knoxville for them wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Uh, you know, we'll just call it respectable. Sanders, I don't think, really wowed anyone uh, over that full stretch of races he did for that few weeks, but he was very solid up through the Jackson Nationals. This past weekend, the full Macri squad, uh, Macri Motorsports squad, was back in Central PA with Lance DeWeese running Friday and Saturday in the car with Joe Mooney uh, at the helm. Ryan Hand had been uh, crew chiefing sort of that sister team. They were, you know, kind of running two 39Ms at once uh, while Mooney and Sanders were out on the road. And DeWeese was third at Williams Grove on Friday and then went 21st to 12th at Lincoln on Saturday. That was after a heat race crash and needing a B-main transfer. They were quick, though. DeWeese was fast time on the night in qualifying. I would assume at this point that DeWeese will continue getting starts in that car as Justin Sanders will have a busy West Coast schedule coming up between probably running some of the Outlaw shows and the fall NARC races in the Mitri car. Back to Macri, though, I think it could be a pretty crazy situation to see the Tuscarora 50 happen without him in a car. He's been so good at Port Royal, and he's won the event in the past. Looking at his total season, he's got eight wins in 63 starts, and really, if you go back to the 39M, it was eight wins in 50 starts. According to SprintCarRatings.com, only six drivers have more 410 wins this season than Macri does. I would have figured he wouldn't have had trouble finding rides, especially with some of the central PA car owners, but either the calls aren't coming or he's not interested in what's been offered. He's clearly talented, but I don't remember a situation in recent years where a guy like Macri kind of fell out of the spotlight this quickly. As we work uh, this later part of the season, he'll definitely be a driver involved in the game of musical chairs. I'm just not sure right now where I see him fitting in. Drop me a comment. Let me know what you think about Macri's current predicament. And since we're talking Central Pennsylvania, Danny Dietrich was your winner Sunday at BAPS, topping Devin Borden and Mark Smith. It was Dietrich's second win in seven races and his sixth total of the year. Uh, Central PA continues rolling again this week with more of their usual weekly schedule. 
Also Sunday, uh, not technically dirt racing, but Davey Hamilton uh, was the uh, Silver Crown Series winner at Worldwide Technology Raceway. He topped Bobby Santos and SmackDown winner Justin Grant. Logan Seavey maintains the Silver Crown Championship lead right now with Cody Swanson only seven points back. Nobody else really within striking distance right now of that fight. Swanson has the most wins on the year, but CV has seven top fives in eight races. The crown cars are back Saturday at Decoin for the Ted Horn 100. All right, on the show, I've been on the record several times that I think this current version of the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series is the toughest and most competitive we've ever seen from top to bottom. There are plenty that don't agree with me, including one that I had a recent back and forth with in some Facebook messages. We eventually had to kind of agree to disagree. But there are a lot of numbers that I've pointed to to explain my position here. We've talked about there being no 21 seasons since Donnie Schatz had one in 2018. Right now, David Gravel leads the Outlaws and wins with 10, but I think barring some sort of epic run to the finish, he won't get there this season. Also, in the history of the series, it's only happened nine times where a champion won by less than 100 points in the final standings, but four of those nine occasions have been in the last four years. Brad Sweet's uh, four titles were all won by margins of 80 points or less. The jury is still out on 2023, obviously, but it could happen for a fifth straight season. I believe it's 55 right now between Sweet and Carson Macedo. This morning, I went super nerd on some numbers from the analytics database over at DirtTracker.com to see if my theory still holds up in another area. It's hard to judge the speed of the cars just based on finishing positions, but where we can look at things is in qualifying. How tight these fields are from the pole all the way down through the order. I think it's a great measure because cars are on track alone and the track is usually pretty juiced up. So we get a solid look at what cars are capable of and what drivers are capable of just based on straight lap time. I figured looking at the difference between the top 15 cars would give us a good look as that would include all the top teams and we'd avoid kind of some of the outliers down at the bottom. So I did an average of the time difference between the 15th fastest car and the pulse speed over the course of each season and I have, which goes back to 2017. And wouldn't you know it, a clear tightening of the fields. In 2017, it was about six tenths on average between first and 15th in time trials. But in 2023, it's down to just a bit over four tenths. If you look at the screen there, 0.422. And that average difference, if you look at this, dropped every year over that span. And just for good measure, I also did top five, top 10, and top 20 just to look at it. They aren't quite as perfectly linear, but all show significant downward trends from 2017 to today. Top five is down a tenth, uh, the first to top 10 is down around a tenth and a half, and then that top 20 from 20th all the way to the pole is down about three tenths. I think how this plays out over a longer period, I don't really know because they don't have the data, but we do know that over the past seven seasons at least, that the gaps have closed up quite a bit in qualifying, meaning the cars are just going faster. When I dig into these numbers, I think some view it as me taking shots at some of the older guys or trying to diminish their accomplishments. But it's not that at all. I think Kinzer and Swindell, Blaney, Lasoski, and on and on, all of those guys were incredible in their times. And this doesn't take away from that. Nobody will ever come close to 20, you know, Word of Outlaws championships. But fields these days are incredibly deep, and there is a lot of evidence to show that. All right, that's it for the daily today. Outside of iRacing and the 24-7 stuff, the streaming schedule is pretty quiet today. If you want to see it, though, head over to dirttracker.com slash watch tonight to see that full daily streaming schedule. I hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow.